And if he don't fix it, he'll fix you where the it don't bother you no more. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? After a while, you said, devil, go sit down someplace. Because he'll give you an internal strength that gives you the ability to walk on serpents, to walk on dragons, to walk on devils. And you know it's nothing but the power of God. Hallelujah. I, I don't know how God took the few of you and made you sound like a lot of you. <laughs> but he fixed it. He fixed it. Hallelujah. God be praised. We thank the musicians and the singers for leading us into worship. Allow us to commence on the task that is before us. Growing the seed of Christ in you. Coming out of 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 5. Though we walk, live in the flesh, we who are Christians, we are not carrying on our warfare, our warfare according to the flesh, using mere human weapons. For the weapons of our warfare, that means that God has already equipped you to be able to go through everything you got to go through. He did not leave you without spiritual weapons. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm equipped. I'm equipped. Matter of fact, I got, I got one, one, one better for you. I was created for this. I was created just for what? I'm going through. Let's go on. For our weapon of warfare is not physical, but weapons of, 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 of flesh and blood. But they are mighty. Say mighty. What God has given me is mighty. You need to know this. You need to believe this. You need, you need to say it like you mean it. Say, what God has given me is mighty against the devil and his demons. Now give God some praise. Mighty before God for the overthrow and the destruction of strongholds. That is, it refutes arguments and theories and reasoning and every pride, lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. We lead every thought and purpose away captivity and bring it into obedience to Christ, our Messiah, our Savior, our everything. Amen. Amen. Growing the seed of Christ 
in you. Father, even now, hmm, hide me behind your Shekinah glory and fill this place with an overflowing presence of your spirit. Allow there to be words in the spirit to our spirit that we may receive it in the spirit and hear what you are saying to us, your people. Lord, it's for your glory. Help us to see Jesus. Help us to see your purpose. Help us to see you like we have never seen you before. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, amen. God did not leave us down here in a world that is, as, as 1 John chapter 5 say, under the devil's sway. He did not leave us here helpless powerless, but he has given us power to represent him. Whether you know it or not, you are his representative on the earth. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me just, just, just throw away some, some bad thinking. Some of us think since I'm a Christian that I wouldn't have no problems. That's a lie from the pit of hell. In fact, just the fact that you are a Christian and don't get serious about God, you got a bullseye on your back. Let me throw another disclaimer. We think we ought to be afraid of the devil, but the truth of the matter is if you're walking in the power and the authority, and if you are in alignment with Jesus, the devil ought to be afraid of you. He has given us his name. The power of Jesus' name. You can rebuke the devil, and if you believe, the devil has to step back. Acts said that the sons of Sceva went into this house where this guy was demon-possessed and he had supernatural powers. And they said, we adjourn you, we rebuke you in the name of Paul, that, in, in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. They said, we know Jesus. In fact, we know Paul. But who the blank are you? No, 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 no. Listen, you ought to have a reputation by the way you follow the Lord, by the way you trust and walk in faith, that even hell is afraid of you. We don't know our identity. We don't know who we are in Christ. Satan has so tagged us with false images, with, with insecurities, with false pride. I'm learning, and 
God, the book that is coming out is called You Was, you was Planted, Not Buried. God on purpose planted you in the mess you've been through. Uh, so, so I need to say that again. It was no accident. So that he could use that as fertilizer. So that your faith may become stronger. Listen, that which didn't kill you ought to have made you stronger. When he shows up in the darkest times of your life and you experience Jesus, it, it ought to make you praise him more. It ought to make you thank him more. It's, it's not the mountaintop, it's the valley low where you see him at his best. I, I, I declare, I, I've been through a whole lot of stuff, but guess what, I would not trade anything because for me, it was necessary. It was necessary for me to be able to preach this sermon and not preach it from a standpoint of understanding the scripture, but preach it from a standpoint of experience. Not going to go deeper. I have rebuked demons. I've had battled with warlocks that was in touch with demons. And I knew because of, of, of God teaching me who I am in Christ, that the Christ in me is greater than he that's in the world. The Christ in you is greater. It's greater than anything this world can throw at you. Do you know? Do you know? God says, I take your tears and your tears water the seed. Thoughts are seeds. There's bad seeds, there's good seeds, and we pay attention or we water one or the other. These thoughts that, that it's our thoughts we got to battle. It's, it's what Satan throws at us. It's our feelings we got to battle. And, and, and you got to bring everything into submission to know that the word of God is true. Some of us don't believe that. You know how I know we don't believe it? Because we don't live it. You live what you believe. Hold on, hold on. Let me just. If you really believe that you reap what you sow, then we wouldn't sow some of the seeds that we're sowing. We be careful. Just because they haven't caught up with you yet, don't mean it's not going to catch up with you. I'm careful. 
I've I seen it. I've I seen it. So I'm careful. Listen, listen. I'm not even going to let you all make me so bad seeds. It's not worth it. God is real. His word is real. And when we get serious about him, he'll get serious about that. Hold on, I said another Growing in Christ, and we're not intentionally on purpose growing in Christ, then we're growing in the opposite direction. That's, that's what Psalms 1 is really talking about. He, he talked about the three people that, you know, that he, he, that he who, who will bless, who does not, which means he said, don't walk this way. I told you that this bless here, this two words for bless in the Hebrew, this bless is an overflowing blessing. It means that you could be walking in this and you don't even know you're walking in it, but other people do. Some of you are wondering why people don't like you. Maybe they don't like you because God got his hands on you. <laughs> you, you, you can do whatever. I mean, you can be so nice or sweet and, and even family don't like you because there's something on you that they don't have and they're not willing to do what it takes to get what you got. Let me give you, let me give you, let me give you, let me give you. David brother, talking about I know you. His father done forgot him out there in the field. Marion and, 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 and Moses' brother said, ain't we prophets too? What, what makes you so special? Cain and Abel. Cain gets blessed because he does what God wanted him to do. And Cain gets so mad, he kills his brother. In Mark chapter 3, when Jesus is preaching in a house, and there's a house full of people, and his mother, who'd been convinced by his brothers that Jesus is out of his mind, they said, tell him we are here waiting for him. And scripture says that they're going to take him by force because they think he's mad. And Jesus says, those that hear my voice and listen to my word, that's my mother and my brothers. If favor and anointing made Jesus' family turn against him, why you think you are any different? You, you got to have the mindset, I'd rather be with Jesus <laughs> than make friends with anybody else. I would be by myself if it took that. As long as I'm in alignment, some of us need to make a choice because we are allowing people to get us out of alignment and you're going to miss what God has for you. 
Look at Jeremiah. Jeremiah helps us to, 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 to discern what, what Jeremiah 17 is almost exactly like the Psalms 1, but it says, states it differently. It says, and the Lord said, curse is the man or the woman who trusts in man. Whoa. Shut your mouth. Look what he's saying. He said, if you put your confidence, your trust, even in yourself, more than you trust God, he says, you are living a cursed life. Right, for the minute it may be working for you, but keep on living it. <laughs> keep on, keep on, keep on putting your trust in yourself or in people. It says, why so he goes on and says, and that which makes flesh human wisdom, human strength, if you make that your strength. Because the flesh departs from God, and, and the world says you're right. We're in a battle of who's right. When it comes to sexuality, when it comes to abortion, the world says one thing. What do you say? You know what, you know what I realize? It's, it's not about how I feel. It's about that God is the creator of all human race. He knows how he created us. And regardless how you and I think or feel, I'd rather go by what the creator knows. The hardest thing for us is to surrender up under the mighty hand of God because we think we know something. <laughs> oh, 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 we think we know what is best for us. You know, you know, even with evolution, Darwin had no, no, no evidence of evolution. It was the one theory that they could come up with that does not that eliminate God. And in Darwin's day, it wasn't even accredited. They went back because no other theory worked. They said, let's go grab this theory and make this in vogue. Though it doesn't work. It's this. I don't want to be accountable to you. My question and my, and my concern is, I expect that from the world, but... But if we're not careful, you can be up in the church preaching, pastoring, deaconing, what, whatever, and have an attitude with God. Because 
I refuse to surrender where God is poking me. Oh, uh, shut your mouth. Did you know God will poke you? <laughs> God, God, God will. In your conscience. And all of us, well, that's the beginning of it, man. We gonna, you know, that's, that's the beginning. He, he gently, but, 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 but after a while, it's, <laughs> I, I know what I'm talking about. I know, I know, I, I know. I, I, <laughs> God will knock you off your feet. Because he loves us. He loves us. He loves us. He says, and in, 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 in he says, he says, it's curse. It's destruction. Next verse. For he, but, but he said, he shall be like a scrub in the desert. He said, you have no life. It's draining. Got a phone call. I said, well, come on by the house. Come, come by the house. Came over. And, and this young man was major drug dealer. Bringing big money. But that life was killing him. What's killing you? What's draining you? When, when you walk with, with the Lord, he's that stream of water. He's that flow of life. He's that. He's the stream of peace. When you when you out of fellowship with the Lord, you're going to come to church every Sunday and, and, and full of fear. Full of doubt. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks in the church. What matters is what God sees outside the church. There, 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 there is a, there is a, yes, a giving up of self, a, a giving up of yourself, a surrender to God, which is hard, but it's worth it. He said, I will give you life more abundantly. And what he's, and what he's talking about is not, you may not drive a Benz, you may not have a Benz, but, but you will have a peace and a joy and a relationship with him that beats everything else. There's desert places in our souls. There's desert places in our spirit that, that until we surrender it, nothing... You can be happy and not have joy. Let me explain. I got a new car! Ah! Three months later, I hate that car. <laughs> the payments are killing me.
y'all laughing because y'all know I'm telling the truth. It's real. But, but the things of God is like, Lord, I'm going to obey you. And just in being obedient, there's a joy, there's an overflow, there's a peace. That's why you learn that, Lord, I'm in your hands. Somebody said to me the other day, they said, they said, they said, you know, New Mission, your people. I said, they're not my people. <laughs> they're God's people. Listen, I know my place. I know my place. I, 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 I go back and forth and tell you what he's saying to you. I can't handle all that. I ain't going to put that on me. I got enough handling me. I know I can't handle you. You're God's people. Shoot. <laughs> Ain't no way. And some of us are trying to handle things that's not our business. Can't even control yourself. So how in the world are you going to control somebody else? Cursed. Anytime our thinking, our attitude, our actions are out of alignment, we have chosen. God is not cursing us. That way is already cursed. You went there. You said, I'm going to go there. It's like Adam and Eve walked out of the blessed place and walked into a cursed place. We are constantly making decisions of how we choose who we believe and how much we have open ourselves up to God in his presence. Look what he says. He says, but shall the inhabitants of the perch place in the wilderness in a salted land which is not inhabited. Salt means nothing grows there. I don't know how many times I bumped my head. <laughs> Why are you trying to make something work that can't work? You know what's so, you know so crazy? You saw them work for anybody else. He said, but it will work for me. People that's, 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 that's alcoholics and drugged out, they didn't start there. It was a seed that they kept going back to, watering it, and it grew into a tree. That's a stronghold. You keep feeding the wrong thing. Let me ask you, what are you feeding? 
You know, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why dance with a devil that's trying to kill you? First, Second Timothy said, these are doctrines of devils, of demons, that, that when it opposes God, it's coming from the devil. This is not a human thing. This is a spiritual thing. Our life is spiritual, whether we understand that or not. And, and we, are, we are planting spiritual seeds. We are growing spiritual seeds, bad and good. And, and, and we, he says the whole thing, that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Then if you read on, it says this. It says, they have rejected knowledge. Now, listen to what God said. He said, I tried to give it to them, but they didn't want it. They wouldn't receive it. I tried to tell them. But they said no. So I'm standing here. They're my people. And they're perishing. And I can't do nothing about it because I gave them free will. Come on, Tracy. Come on. Let's, you you got you to take this higher. Look what he says. He says, he says, he says, he says, next verse, next verse, next verse. For the people will be not, okay, you went, you went there. I didn't know you was going to follow me that good. <laughs> Go back to Jeremiah 17. That's good right there, but I, I, I don't want to get there yet. Yeah. Oh, y'all want me to stay there? Okay, I stay there. For people be... Okay, never mind. But it says, people be lover of themselves. They will, they will be selfish. Lover of pleasures. They will be greedy. They, they will be truth breakers. They, they will even honor their own parents. And probably the key is this. At the end, at the last thing he comes to, he says, he said, and they will have a form of godliness but they don't believe in the power of God. You know what I'm saying? Come to church every Sunday. Hear the word of God but walk out like it has no significance in their lives and they keep on doing what they want to do, the way they want to do it, however they want to do it, and act like that God is dead. I don't know about you. I've seen enough. I fear God. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. I love him more than I fear him. But I also know that as much as I love him, that God doesn't give me a ticket to do anything I want to do. And, and watch this, watch this, watch this. Let me, let me go a different way. Life is hard enough when you try to walk with him. I definitely ain't trying to, and I know ain't, ain't good, but ain't works in this way. 
I'm definitely trying to make walk in a cursed way. Y'all, some of y'all stronger than me. I ain't that strong. <laughs> I want all that he has for me. No matter how long I got to wait, I, 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 I trust David said that here David is being chased by his mentor. He got 6,000 soldiers chasing him, and he only got 600 men. He's in the cave of Adua, and, and, and he get told that someone told Saul where he was. So Saul men are running, and while they are coming around the mountain, they sneak out the back of the mountain, and that is when David pins Psalm 27. And this is what he says in verse 13. I would have fainted. I would have gave up. I would have quit it. But I believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Don't let nobody or nothing steal your expectation. I don't care how bad it gets. Hold on to your hope. Hold on to the character of God. I know he's good. I know he loves us. I know he is for us. I know he'll come see about you after a while. Hold on. The character of God never changes. And what Satan made, Adam and Eve, and made a lot of Christians doubt is God's character. Yes. Yes. When you don't know his character, you interpret God by the events. Amen. When you don't know his character, your situation interprets to you who God is. Listen, the devil is a liar, and he's been alive from the beginning. This world is the devil's world because Adam gave it to him. So he can control some events. But in spite, in spite of what he may do, our God is a mighty God. Our God is an on-time God. Our God is a right-now God. And he said, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. Matter of fact, I'm right in the trouble with you. That's why Psalms 1 says, meditate on his word. That's learning who he is. Learning his heart. Moses knew God's ways. That's his heart. The children of Israel just knew the miracles. Job knew God's heart. So no matter what the devil threw at him, the devil couldn't change what he knew about God's heart. When God shows you 
his heart. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. But, but you got to give your heart. That's why Matthew 5, I think in verse 8 says that the pure in heart shall see God. Notice what is happening. He said, as I purify your heart. I'm going to show you my heart. Listen, you know why? Because until our hearts is purified, you don't see correctly. The mess you see is on your glasses. You can't see from a heart that is messed up. Because all you see is messed up. And you're putting it on everybody else. But you can't see because of the condition of your heart. And God said, if you want to see me, you got to wait in my presence. If if, if you want to see me, you got to start confessing your sins. If you want to see me, you got to lay prostrate and know that I'm the only one that can heal you. If you want to see me, you got to start tearing away and, and wait until I come. You wanna, if you want to see God, it takes some time. You know what? God knows how to break us, shatter us in all the right places. Hold on now. It's not what happens to you, it's how you respond. All of us been through stuff. If you knew the story of some of the people, you wouldn't complain about what you've been through. If you, 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 there's unimaginable. But I see some people I wept and cried with, and their life is so beautiful because they allow God, they allow Christ to come in and feel all the cracked places. <laughs> He said that he is the God, Isaiah 61, of the brokenhearted. In the Greek, when it's quoted in Luke 4.18, it's not broken, it's shattered. You know why he says shattered? Shattered means it's fragmented. Shattered means that the pieces are so small you can't even see it with the naked eye. Shattered me, there's no hope of ever coming together again. It's Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king horses and all the king men couldn't put Humpty together again. But then came King Jesus who specialized in broken people, who specialized in fragmented people. 
King Jesus and get back. I specialize in broken people. Let Jesus make you together again, not the way you was, but the way he wants you to be. You was planted in mess. So the mess could feed the seed of Christ in you. He has not. He has used everything I've been through. I get phone calls from all over the city. I'm asked to step in situations that other people wouldn't touch. And my background, what I've been through, enabled me to navigate other people through those situations. Then I said, Lord, that's what you would doing. You broke me in all the right places so I could help broken people. What used to be a curse is now he's turning it into a blessing. He planted me. The devil didn't bury me. He thought he was burying me. But God planted me. God planted you. The devil thought he was burying you. But God knew that he was planting you. Let God have it all. Lay it before him. Say, Lord, I put it in your hands. Lord, I put me in your hands. What can you do with me? Let your tears water your seed. Uh, I'm not ashamed of crying now. Used to be I was too tough to cry. Shoot, I'm a big baby. but I'm so glad that God takes my tears and water my seed. It makes you stronger. It makes you bolder. It makes you that you know, mm, that you know, mm, 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 that you know, he said, taste and see that the Lord is good. And every time you taste, you just say, I know more than what I used to know. And I'm glad that I know how good the Lord is. Does anybody in the house know how good the Lord is? At home, do you know how good the Lord is? Hallelujah. Glory to his name. He's right on time. He's a mighty God. 
He knows how to heal broken people. His spirit flows through the brokenness. The more broken you are, the more the anointing flows. Those at home, I don't know if you know Jesus, and maybe you think that you've been through too much, you have done too much. He specializes <laughs> in broken people. He specializes in those who the world has cast out. He specializes in the worst of the worst because he's a big enough God. And he will give you a testimony that the world would say nobody but God could have done that. He's that real. He's that good. He's that mighty of a God. It's asking him in your life that, Lord Jesus, I believe you died for me and you rose for me today. Come in my life. You died to save me. I need you. And I place my faith in you. And he will come in. And he will begin to work on the inside until it.